720 WGN. Thanks for joining us. I do believe it is three weeks from today. Is that your final day on WGN TV, Tom? Well, it, it, yes, it is. It's getting ever closer, isn't it, Lisa? <laughs> yes, it is. Which means your life must be incredibly busy because everybody wants a piece of Tom Skilling before he is no longer on TV nightly. Well, I'll tell you something. It's It's been a joy to talk to folks. And I keep telling them, Lisa, I'm not being put in a box and six feet under just yet. Uh, you know, <laughs> there'll be some slowing down that goes on. But um, uh, and uh, putting aside the day to day operations, but. I hope to be talking with you after that in some way, shape, or form, too. Absolutely. Uh, but it certainly will bring an end to a, a quite a quite an experience, that's for sure. I think you've got to quit saying bring an end to it and, and say it's a new beginning, because, Tom, this is what we all work for. This is your moment to go do what you've always wanted to do. You know, it's, it's true, Lisa, and, you know, everybody will go through this at some point. I'm sure folks already have, some of them who are listening to us. Boy, that's a tough decision. It's hard to know when exactly to back off, and it's something you ponder for years, and so here we are. So we'll see what happens. I, I tell everybody the course ahead is, is different for me because I've worked since I was a teenager, and this whole idea of not going in on a daily basis um, is very foreign to me, but um, it will be interesting to see how all this works out. Uh, come along on the ride with me, and we'll see how you know where this goes. <laughs> you know who's going to be most flabbergasted is your dog Penny. She's going to be like, "What are you doing here? Go! What what is going on? Why is my schedule oh. different?" <laughs> No question. I, I'll tell you, and our, these little animals are so perceptive. It's really amazing. You know, Lisa, I work here quietly in the, uh, the home weather desk from 8 in the morning to the time I get ready to get in the car and drive over to the station, pulling down all the model data and all the rest. And about 3.30, I look up. She's normally sat on the couch, little Penny has, our doggy, and, uh, and actually she's gone. And I... I walked toward the door to head into, you know, onto the car and all, and there she is right by the door. Without prompting, uh, I hadn't paid any attention and say, well, Penny, I'm going now. But uh, they kind of have your schedule down, Pat. It's pretty amazing. They really do have an internal clock. So, Tom, a lot of flights canceled today. New York City getting hit with, I, I said... I saw that Coney Island got over six inches of snow. That's incredibly odd, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know something? They've had a real snow drought going out there. Uh, somebody made the comment, one of the local media people, that this is the biggest snow they've had in 745 days. And, of course, I went to the calculator to figure out how many years. That's just over two years. Um, now, they've had all of 2.3 inches at Central Park up to today's storm, and the last report I saw, which was 6 o'clock this morning, they'd had another 1.3 inches in Central Park out of the storm. Now, it's been snowing since then through the morning, so we'll see what they wind up with. But parts of northern New Jersey, not far west of them, have had upwards of 10 to 15 inches of snow. And southeastern New York, north of, and west of New York City, is up over in uh, foot now, and so, is, so are parts of uh, southern Connecticut. That's with 30-mile-an-hour winds. They're even gusting 40 to 50 miles an hour along the uh, Atlantic coast. 
down by Atlantic City and Cape May and the Delmarva Peninsula east of Washington, D.C. So it's quite a storm, but it's moving right along, and they ought to have the precip taper off this afternoon pretty expeditiously. Uh, but the fact is uh, they've not had much snow uh, this season. So, you know, it's, it's just like the snows in our area. We've been in the same boat. Whenever we cover the ground, it looks pretty uh, dramatic because we haven't had much of it uh, this season. Absolutely. Our beloved meteorologist from WGN-TV, Tom Skilling, is with us. And, you know, they can have the snow. I'm, I'm already moved on. I, I, I want spring. And it's been pretty nice. Yeah, it really has. You know, it's this is the 11th consecutive month that we've been above average. And so far this month, we're close to 13 degrees above average. It's the third warmest February in 153 years of weather records to date. Now, there is a downturn coming. It'll be a brief thing coming later this week and into part of the weekend. Then we warm back up again next week. Uh, And overall, over the next two weeks, Lisa, even with that uh, downturn later in the week, a little push of Arctic air that may even produce uh, a period of snow on Friday with some rain ahead of it on Thursday. Um, You know, even with that factored in, the next two weeks, by and large, will average above normal on temperature, continuing this 11th month, this 11 month streak of above normal temperatures around here. So it's, it's been pretty amazing. You think that's our future, Tom? Is that where we're going with climate change? Well, I'll tell you, year to year, temperatures change. Uh, you know, the thing about climate change, it's not linear. In other words, it doesn't go up in a straight line. You'll have one year where it surges, the next year where it surges less. Uh, another year it may get a little below average, and then you'll go back above average. But when you stand back and you look at the stats over decades and a century, the trend is uphill, there's no question. One thing you've got to keep in mind about this year, though, uh, we've got an El Nino going and a strong one. So you're superimposing on an already warming climate, uh, further warming because of the uh, uh, El Nino. I was just looking at some stats. Minnesota finished January over 9 degrees above normal on a statewide basis. We in Illinois were about uh, 1.2 degrees above normal. Wisconsin was over 6 degrees above normal on a statewide basis. Those are amazing anomalies. I mean, that's incredibly warm air, and it's very consistent with El Nino uh, winters, which tend to be warm, particularly in the northern plains and the upper Midwest. And I was looking yesterday at the amount of snow they've had in places like Marquette, Michigan. Do you know that their seasonal snow is more than 60 inches below normal uh, up to this point? Um, And somebody wrote me on Facebook, said that uh, one of the outdoor winter sports facilities had spent $400,000 on new snowmobiles uh, going into this season, and they haven't rented uh, one of them once up to this point up in the Northwoods area. So, you know, there are economic impacts to all this as well. Tom Skilling is with us. Our conversation continues next. First, Mary's got to check on the current conditions and traffic. 720 WGN. Thank you so much for joining us. Tuesdays are always special because Tom Skilling is with us. 
uh, our beloved meteorologist from WGN-TV, and it's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. Tom, I was looking up retirement because I think you've inspired everybody, and it's so weird because when we're young, that's all we want to do. And then as you approach that age, you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't know, maybe I should keep working. But it said you should do three things. Number one, focus on well-being. You've already done that. You're in great shape. Number two, get financially savvy. I'm reading them backwards. Actually, that was three and then two. But they said the number one thing to prepare yourself for retirement is to make a bucket list and to dream big, whether it's traveling the world, learning a musical instrument, exploring a national park, just jotting down your desires and prioritizing them based on feasibility and mobility. What's on your bucket list? Give us one thing, Tom. Well, you know, I've been traveling up to Alaska and in recent years out to Hawaii, So what's on my bucket list is to spend a little more time in these places. By no means abandoning Chicago, because uh, Chicago will be my home. But um, spending a little more time in these places. And, you know, I'll tell you, as I've gotten older, Lisa, when I go out to Hawaii, I go quietly. I uh, pack up my computer. I've got about six books I'm reading all at once. And it's a chance to sit down and read it quietly and then just to walk uh, the beach and listen to the ocean uh, quietly and to avoid the traffic and, and everything else. So I, that's my, you know, the quiet down to read a little bit more and uh, not face deadlines. That's, that's pretty inviting. And yet yeah. at the same time, I'm hoping to keep talking, uh, you know, on meteorological subjects, climate change, and, and I'll keep in touch with everybody. I'm going to keep my face pay, Facebook page going and hopefully work um, uh, on some projects with WGN after my retirement. But, of course, we've got Demetrius Ivory coming in as uh, my successor as chief meteorologist. And I don't think the station could have made a better decision than Demetrius. And we've got Tim Joyce. We've got uh, Alyssa Donovan. We've got Mike Jansen. We've got... Uh, a whole group of people, very, very talented, talented there. And, of course, Paul in the morning. So uh, we've got a great weather staff over there, and they will continue the strong meteorological tradition that we've hopefully established over there over the years. Yeah, Demetrius is such a lovely guy. He reminds me so much of you, Tom. I, I had a chance to talk to him when it was announced that he was going to be taking your role at WGN-TV. And, and one of the things yes. he had said to the morning show as well was he remembers that moment where he was just trying to get to Akron, Ohio. That was the biggest goal in front of him, you know? I mean, the thought that he would come to Chicago and succeed one of the most famous meteorologists in the world was never even on his radar. And he did that not just by being smart and a great scientist, but being a nice guy. He is a nice guy, a generally nice human being. And I've had the pleasure of working with Demetrius, uh, gosh, I, I think 11 years now he's been with us. Um, really just a tremendous guy. And you're right, genuinely nice. But, you know, I'll tell you the truth, Lisa. The interesting thing about our shop is I could say that about everybody. We've got a great group over there. And that includes my news colleagues and my radio colleagues and all the rest. It's just a joy to to work with WGN, uh, radio and television. Um, We've got a unique You know, we've got a unique spot in the hearts of uh, our listeners and viewers here. There's a real closeness there between our stations and our and our listeners and viewers. And it's really a marvel to be a part of that. It really is. And a privilege. 
Yeah, yeah. You and I, well, we've both been in this business a long time, and it is rare to find that type of company, that type of situation, that type of audience. It just doesn't yep. exist elsewhere. So that's really cool. Um, so Valentine's yeah, Day true. is going to be great, right? We're going to have a nice, you know, mild day tomorrow, maybe a little sunshine. Yeah, yeah. we're going to start with a, a fair amount of sun. Uh, clouds will be coming in during the day and it will, uh, some rains will commence tomorrow night and into Thursday. Thursday will be a day of dusty, shifting winds. And Friday, there's a second little wave that could come in, might even tap a little lake moisture. Uh, and by then, we're getting into colder air. It'll be noticeably colder Friday and Saturday. Uh, we're getting into the southern flank of an Arctic air mass that up till now has been content to sit up there, except for three weeks ago when it came down for 10 days. So we'll get a little, uh, we'll have a flirtation with that. But that's supposed to retreat again. And um, all the modeling suggests we go back to, Above normal temps. We're expecting to average about four degrees above normal this week, about four degrees above normal next week, and that translates to many daytime highs in the 40s next week, if not close to 50 on occasion. So that's a pretty nice way to end the month of uh, February. I didn't know it was going to rain tomorrow night. So when people are going out to dinner, they should bring an umbrella or, you know. Oh, and yeah, Uber is going to be on strike, I think, tomorrow. So (laughs) you'll be valeting your your car or you'll be driving yourself. So, yeah, what time do you think the rain's going to come in? What are you looking? I think it'll be late tomorrow night. So it may be, Lisa, that we get through the evening hours just fine and the early nighttime hours. Uh, the indications we're getting are that the rain comes in late tomorrow night and we awaken to it and head off to work and school and anything else we do in the mornings uh, on Thursday and see it come and go through the day amid some gusty winds. So, I, you know, we'll be okay for tomorrow and, and perhaps even uh, Valentine's Day evening. Hey, I did notice on your Facebook, too, and to everyone listening, if you don't follow Tom on Facebook, you really should uh, it seems like he's got hundreds of thousands of followers, but you you showed some pictures of tapping maple syrup. That maple syrup yeah. season is here. <laughs> I've always wanted to see that done. Have you witnessed that? I I have not, uh, not directly. But we've got a fellow, one of our engineers, uh, who has done this, and he brought a sample in last week. He lives up in Antioch, and he taps the trees. But I've gotten some pictures from other folks. Apparently, this year has been perfect for that. The cold nights, sub-freezing nights, they're still above normal, but cool at night, and then you warm up during the day. And that apparently, he tells me, is ideal for the sap flowing. And he tells me he's he's brought about six gallons worth of this, um, wow. and he boils it down so it thickens up. And he brought a sample in. You know, it's like maple syrup. You pour it on your pancakes or, you know, whatever whatever you apply maple syrup to. And it is delicious. It really is. It's sweet and, uh, and really kind of a treat. And apparently he's not the only one who's done it because I've been getting a lot of pictures from folks showing me their setups where they're tapping the trees. And it's been so mild that um, the sap is flowing early this year. How about that? I love that. That's on my bucket list. I'm going to learn how to tap a maple tree. That's what I'm going to do. Um, Tom, lovely to talk to you. We appreciate it. We'll be watching you on TV tonight. Thank you, Lisa. Good to talk to you. You take care, and happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Hey, Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.